Welcome to the Hub Crawl, a weekly roundtable podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Eric. And I'm Tag. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. This week, we want to welcome James to the show. He's excited to be our first returning guest. James also helps with DL Weekly, where he's better known as Producer James. Hello, I'm excited to be back. Also joining us this week is Brandy, who is also excited to be also returning. Brandy likes listening to podcasts. And she loves Eric very much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me back. You're always welcome, Brandy. Well, thank you all for joining us. Let's start off with our first question from Eric. Tell us about your favorite meal you've had at the parks. This could be like an actual go-to meal, like something you can't wait to have again, or it could be a memory meal. Let's start out with you, James. This is so hard because so much of my Disney trips are the food, and those are so many memories and things that I go with. It's hard not to pick the first really good one, which was the Blue Bayou dining package, because having the the jambalaya there along with just the atmosphere was great. But the food that I'm most looking forward to going back to again, that has set me just on this journey of needing to eat this kind of food whenever I have it, is the chilaquiles at Lamplight Lounge. Because again, not only was it a beautiful atmosphere of staring out at Paradise Pier, because of course we had a great table, but those chips were crispy. The toppings were fresh and delicious. It was just the right level of spice. And now it seems like everywhere that we go to eat, I find a chili killies and I keep on trying it. I'm like, is this as good as Disney's? Mm, how does it compare? Uh, and so I'm learning a lot about this dish. Tig, what do you think? What's your favorite? Well, this is how do you choose? Uh, I mean, Disney, I, I would say years ago, Disney did not have at least Disneyland did not have a lot of good food options. I felt like their food was mediocre at best. However, they've obviously upped their game. So I read this as meal. So not I don't think like snack or anything. I love me a good macaron as a good example. But I would say that the first couple of things that popped ahead is it depends on the category of meal, I suppose. So if you want to go fancy, of course, we had an amazing meal at Carthay one one time because it's so pricey. We did it for a world of color dining package. And of course, the atmosphere and service and everything can't be beat. But I would say uh, for something simple that I I really want to get every time I'm there is the Jolly Holiday Grilled Cheese and Tomato Soup. I went on a limb and tried this when we were waiting for the electrical parade a couple years ago before COVID. Really fell in love with it. And then every time I've been there since, it's tough because sometimes they have some special food at the Jolly Holiday, but I never get it because I want the grilled cheese and tomato soup. What about you, Brandy? Again, a tough one. I think what really comes to mind is the jambalaya at Ralph Brennan's. It's one of those that if we go and I don't get to eat that, I'm pretty sad. (laughs) But I do love to eat at the parks. (laughs) But we've also eaten at Ralph Brennan's every day. We've been at Disneyland before. It's very true. (laughs) Was it jambalaya every day, too? No, sometimes I get the green goddess salad. Also great. (laughs) I have yet to eat at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, so, so I am, and I'm kind of uh, protesting them right now because their their reimagining of their facade looks terrible. It's so oh. bland. Can't wait. I take it, Brandy, you have not seen the concept art for this. I think you showed me, Eric, but I don't remember. There's not much to remember. Maybe really. I was too disappointed <laughs> to remember. Yeah, probably. Okay. That's fair. Imagine like. 
any strip mall that you'd see like a California pizza kitchen like location in, and that's kind of what it looks like. It's like gray and some white, and they're instead of the wonderful wrought iron looking balconies, it's kind of glass. Oh, very modern looking, but that's not what I want for my Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. No, that sounds very sad. It is. <laughs> yes. But hopefully the food will be the same. Well, Eric, what's yours? So memory food, which is the way I was originally thinking, although seeing your answers kind of changed it. But one of the most memorable meals for me was the first time we went to Disneyland and we had these sliders with the, the, the really good fries at Hearthstone Lounge. Um, their menu has changed massively, too. But and is is still generally pretty good. But I can remember being there that first night where we hadn't even seen Disneyland. Disneyland was closed as we were driving up. So we still had no idea where we were because we did. As I, I think I mentioned in our first episode of the Hub Crawl, I left the Grand Californian and turned and turned left instead of right and walked all the way to Disneyland Hotel before we said, I think Disneyland's the other way. <laughs> but yeah, so I still remember that really well, uh, just because it was so bizarre, but also very good and very late at night. Um, and I was going to say Le Cellier, but now I'm I'm double thinking. And I think I'm most looking forward to going back to Turf Club someday and having a steak there. It was a really great dinner. And for those of you, most of you who don't know what the Turf, turf Club is, it's a steakhouse on the Saratoga Springs property and nobody knows about it. <laughs> like DVC people kind of hit or miss. I, I've some people apparently love, love it there and they go there all the time. Um, but I had, I've stayed at Saratoga Springs and we never knew about this restaurant, but it was such a great atmosphere. It was really great experience. Uh, they didn't have, it wasn't ridiculously expensive and, um, you can actually get reservations there within a reasonable time frame. And it's quiet. Yeah. Very quiet. Yeah, just kind of tucked away behind everything. It's on the back side of the main the main lodge there. So really, really interesting place. Uh, so that wraps up our first question. Uh, James, I know you've been waiting so long to, to ask this question. Let, let her rip. <laughs> well, I'm just curious, who's your favorite narrator for any park experience? And Tag, I want to hear yours first. I want to say... I mean, I think you have to give it to Thrill Ravenscroft because he's he did a lot of really great narration for a lot of different things at the parks. Uh, one of the things that I miss, and I think Eric, you explained to me who this was uh, a couple hub crawls ago, perhaps, uh, was the previous railroad narration. Was that you that ex- that had <laughs> who knew that was? Yes, yes. And now I'm blanking. So, oh, of Wait, course, right, you put on the spot. spot. Uh, but I used to love the old railroad <laughs> narration because it sounded like an old railroad narrator or not narrator, like a, a real old railroad engineer, like, howdy, folks, welcome aboard the Disneyland Railroad, you know, and now it's like, you know, not not that I'm not even going to try to do it. But uh, do, throw wait, Ravenscroft like the original Jack Wagner, like the voice of Disneyland, well, or was there somebody in between? There was somebody in the 90s, early 2000s, before they changed it to this kind of more upbeat and kind of... It sounds almost like the monorail narration, which is very like contemporary and and light. Yeah. It, 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 the old guy sounded like he smoked a pack a day for like most of his life. <laughs> well, Thurl was 80s to 2002, and then Earl Bowen... Until 2016, now it's Bob Joel's the guy you don't like. Earl Bowen. 
I think Girl is the, okay. was the was the was the, that, and of course, uh, Jack Wagner was also great. But but for for in general favorite narrator, when I think of narrator, Cyril Ravenscroft comes to mind. Uh, he did some stuff for the Haunted Mansion and a bunch of other things, and so that's what I'm going to say. Brandy, what about you? So mine isn't a specific narrator, but I love the Jungle Cruise skippers. I love dad jokes and puns, so that one makes me happy. But now that you mention it. The Haunted Mansion is pretty great. Oh, Paul Freeze. Thank you. <laughs> so I think that's mine. Eric, what about you? I love Dallas McKinnon, even though apparently I know a couple other names. Um, <laughs> I love <laughs> Dallas McKinnon because one of the most, the biggest standouts for me at the parks is uh, his wildest ride in the wilderness. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, so clearly he's big Thunder Mountain. He's. He's Zeke, uh, one of the country bears. He's Andrew Jackson in the Hall of Presidents. He's the the old man in Haunted Mansion who's going, what's that? Oh. <laughs> so he's done a lot of Disney voices. He's been in a ton of movies, too. Uh, movies and TV shows in the, the 50s and 60s. But um, but yes, I, I love his his work with Disney in the park specifically. James, uh, you must have you must have somebody specific in mind since you came up with this one. I, I I do, and I love your answers that you're giving too. Because I'm with Brandy. I'm Team Jungle Cruise is such a great experience. You get a great skipper that just makes everything incredible. And I love your answer, Eric, too, because it just shows the the variety that good voice actors can contribute. Just so many different things. But for me, my pick is not a voice actor by trade. It's Judy Dench from Spaceship Earth. There's just something really about her narration in that that was like educational but commanding but inspiring it's like everything that i wanted in this style of attraction where i'm learning but still going through not thrilling of a thrill coaster but a coaster of some sort uh and and just having that great experience and they've had so many different narrators but hers is the voice that always sticks with me whenever i think about that attraction and so i just really enjoy that experience Man, I have to agree with you, James. I forgot all about Judy Dench. And that's one of the, my favorite things about that attraction is just listening to, you know, like you said, it's very commanding, but in information, like she just does a great job of it for sure. Well, that's two questions down, which means we've reached our halfway point. Uh, and if you would like to support the Hub Crawl, head on over to thehubcrawl.com slash support, where for as little as $5 a month, you could join our Discord community and get some access there. You can get some for just a few dollars more. You can get some early access to episodes. And, uh, you know, at our high end here, you can get uh, be able to submit bonus questions. Uh, so all of that fun stuff together. And of course, it keeps the Hub Crawl going and allows us to pay our bills for everything like hosting and, you know, all of that good stuff stuff that we that, that we need to keep the podcast running so the hubcrawl.com slash support and now it's time to get back to the questions so let's hear what you've got for us this week tag well <laughs> every time i log into disney plus it likes to tell me my billing information is out of date because we are coming up on three years of disney plus being out and for <laughs> anybody who was a true disney fan it was a d23 you could sign up for a really great deal and get three years of disney plus and now we're gonna have to start paying the regular rate for it so that's what's kind of made me think of this question so far though what has been your favorite release on the platform so this could be a movie a tv show even a re-release of something what's something there that you've really enjoyed so brandy i want to hear from you what's been your favorite thing on disney plus so far this was really hard but i'm gonna go with either miss marvel or hawkeye surprisingly miss marvel was 
beautiful. Mm. I really liked what they did with that one. And Hawkeye was just fun. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And you, you were not a big fan of Jeremy Renner. You're like, why would I watch this show? It was mostly about the other girl. I'm terrible at her names. What the was his like? Yeah. Future <laughs> Hawkeye. Her. Kate? Uh, yes. Kate. Bishop, Kate. Yeah. And, Bishop, and, yes. uh, and what's her name? The, the sister from whatever, right? She was in that too, right? The, the Florence smart Pugh, owl. right? Well, that's the actress. Yeah. Look at you. You know the name of an actress. Because I love her. <laughs> she was great in that. For sure. And Miss Marvel, I, I felt that the first episode was beautiful and had kind of an artistic style that I've never seen in a show. And then I felt like they kind of did less of that type of stuff in the following episodes, which was a little disappointing to me. But I liked it in general, for sure. Hawkeye is actually my favorite of the original Avengers, which feels really oh. weird to say because everyone kind of looks at me like, really? The guy with the bow? <laughs> But the regular it did guy, huh? <laughs> the regular guy, yeah. I mean, he's keeping up with superheroes That's just right. with a bow and some great like athleticism. Sure, like in, in the comics, they might argue that his superpower is his incredible eyesight. So yeah, twenty ten vision or whatever it is. Ooh, <laughs> he's got mad skills. Eric, what about you? I have watched the Imagineering story uh, many, many times. At least the first few episodes, I really like I mean, the first episode is so great with footage you don't normally see of of the original building of Disneyland. And it's great getting into the Eisner era and seeing seeing a show created by Disney that actually will admit that sometimes they didn't do things great, even though it's still the sanitized version. At least they're saying, yeah, this uh, this Eisner guy is doing some good stuff. And then Wells died. And that's the that's the official party line now. I wasn't a huge fan of the last episode, mostly because it ended with um, Bob Iger is the best man on the planet. And not that I have anything against Bob Iger. It's just like, OK, I see where we're going with this. Wrap it up. <laughs> so I've only seen the last episode a couple of times. <laughs> James, what's your take? Well, this might be almost as blasphemous as someone owning up that they have not seen Fantasmic, but I actually haven't finished the Imagineering <laughs> story. So he got it in there. <laughs> oh, you know, James, I, uh, it's not for long. This this calendar month, he's planning on seeing it finally. Well, yeah, we had to fit it in before we get there. Um, uh, but I'm working on it. I've only got two more episodes to go. The Imagineering story. OK, uh, OK. For Sorry, me, there, I blew there, it for you. Spoilers <laughs> for a three year old show. Oh. Uh, uh, for me, there's two parts to this. One has been just all the nostalgia I get. So growing up, I was a one Saturday morning kid amongst all the other things. So things like Recess and Pepper Ann are kind of huge deals for me. And like the 90s X-Men cartoons are everything to me. I've been thinking about it and how people will go back and binge shows like The Office over and over again. For me, that would be the 90s X-Men animated animated series. I could watch that over and over again. But in terms of new content that's really made it for me, it's just kind of been the shorts. I feel like it's kind of been the creative way to just add to it things like uh, Scrat Tales really meant a lot to me. Uh, the Baymax shorts were great. Just things like that to give characters a little bit extra screen time that they might not have gotten in fun little stories. I think it's one of the things that Disney and these other companies does really well. So I'm going to embrace those. Tag, I think your answers are a little longer than mine, though. So what are you thinking? Oh, not that much longer. I'm going to second Eric on the Imagineering story because 
For me, when I signed up for Disney Plus, I said, you know, this one documentary, even if nothing else on Disney Plus is good, is worth the 147 or whatever dollars I paid for the first three years of the show or of the ser- of the service. So I was like, you know what? Even if it's just Imagineering Story, we're good. Of course, they've come out with things like Behind the Attraction. They came out with uh, what was the one where they went with the with the guy who was finding artifacts everywhere? Oh, prop culture. Prop culture. Also, any of those type of shows. Amazing. I will say to everybody here, there's a YouTuber, Brayden, who runs Mickey Views. And like he's been I used to really like him. He's got a little cynical at this point. So I wouldn't necessarily say go check out his main channel. But he just started a second channel called Address Unknown. And the first video, he's going to put like documentary stuff that he creates on there. And the first video he put on there from just a couple of days ago was called The Other Creator of Disneyland, which I know is not a Disney Plus thing, but I do want to talk about it quick. He talked is about CV Wood. Yes. Ah. And how Disney has kind of erased him from history because he might yeah. have done some unsavory things that Disney would not want to admit to. Like, hey, we need to move some of these houses off of the parking lot. Uh, to build the parking lot for Disneyland. Well, let's just burn them down because that's uh, that's better. And uh, to get some of these people to sell their stuff, let's just write stuff in to their contracts and all this stuff. So the argument was that Disneyland may not have ever been without C.V. Wood. And he kind of served that purpose. Then him and Walt didn't really get along. And then that was kind of it. Great documentary. It's about 24 minutes. Highly recommend checking out. I thought it was really well done. But stuff like that on Disney Plus, I really enjoy. And then, of course, WandaVision. I think of all the Marvel shows, WandaVision, for me, has been the best of all of them. I was mad at first because I didn't know where it was going. And it was (laughs) frustrating me because I didn't understand the point. But then once I got into it, I loved it. And spoiler alert to anybody who has not seen it. If you haven't, I mean, you probably won't, but whatever. Agatha Harkness. Oh, my goodness. First of all, even when she wasn't the villain earlier in the series, I loved uh, Catherine Hahn, I think it is. Amazing. I'm so glad they're coming out with a spinoff series. So all of that, but WandaVision. And I also liked the fact that we were talking to somebody who worked in Disney Finance at the time, Devin, who we had on the show before. And he's like, I don't know what they're doing, but I know that they're doing something big because of the, you know, when he had seen like the first two episodes that had aired, he's like, they had a much bigger budget that they've spent and it ain't these episodes. So something big is coming. And then, of course, it did. So WandaVision or the Imaginary Story, I think is what I'm going to say for that. Well, that was another great round of discussion. Now we move on to our last question from Brandy. All right. So do you guys like to pack as much park time into your trips, be laid back and relax, or do kind of a mix? At this point, we've been to the parks a fair amount. I I like to relax. Um, We tend to plan our day around a meal, you know, that we don't want to plan too many things usually. And see what we get done. Try some new things. Head around a little bit, but we're not really rope droppers. (laughs) (laughs) She laughs. She knows why. But yeah, I'm on vacation. I'm relaxing. I don't need to see everything every time. James, where where are you at on this one? I am a ride fiend. So I am an (laughs) attack the park 
let's keep moving. There's more attractions to get on. I am a rope dropper, 100%. I'm a morning person by nature. Drives some people crazy, but I am ready to go and get out and get going before everyone else comes in the park. It's like, let's beat these lines. Let's not waste our time in queues. Some of them are nice and, and take full advantage of it. And then again, when nighttime spectaculars start and start eating up all those people, it's like, hey, we got short lines again. Let's let's get back on it. Let's get going. Uh, so I am definitely a, a pack as much into my trips as possible. Don't encourage Eric. Don't encourage Eric. I can I can get behind the second portion there with when when the show starts. Just mm-hmm. like Tex saying, once that show begins, that's a great time to uh, take out all of Tomorrowland or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, assuming that you're not going to see a spectacular show for the first time or first time on a trip, whatever it is. <laughs> sure. Yes. There, there's value to both. But yeah, get, getting as much of the attractions. That's that's all I know. That's all I've ever done at a Disney park. At some point, I'll I'll, I'll get the experience of, of chill and and enjoy. But for now, I, I, I like to hit the park hard. <laughs> Tag, how about you? <laughs> Well, I used to be a pack it in guy and and still to an extent, I mean, my body always wants to sleep in. Uh, but I feel like uh, with people that I go with and especially doing podcasts and stuff now, I feel like I should try to do as much as I can in a day, uh, you know, between me and the group I'm with. But generally, the last two times Teresa and I from DO Weekly have have gone, we've realized that we've done a lot of the stuff enough recently, like within the last few years of doing the podcast that, you know, it's not as huge of a priority right to ride Indy like the fourth time this trip or to ride Space Mountain the third time this trip or whatever. Uh, because now it's like, you know, we've done all that. There's a couple things we like to hit. Some of the stuff we like to do uh, because we enjoy the attraction or whatever. But like, you know, if the line's long, eh, maybe we'll do it later. And if we don't get on it, eh, we got another trip probably coming up. So I think we've gotten more relaxed. I was very excited because the the last trip or the trip before last, I think it might have been the last trip. Teresa wasn't feeling well and actually went back to the room for part of the afternoon to kind of take a nap and kind of try to feel better. And I was finally getting the wish I've always wanted, which I've never gone to the park just by myself. And so her leaving for that period of time, I thought, I could do whatever I want. This will be amazing. (laughs) I don't have to like... I just do whatever. And you know what I ended up doing? We had a weekly tier with us and I sat and talked to her for like an hour and a half, two hours. And then (laughs) Teresa's like, I'm coming back. So there goes my opportunity. It was great though. uh, But I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. What about you, Brandy? You came up with a question. I feel like you must have a good answer. I really like a good mix. I don't like to relax too much because then I get bored. Um, But I am not a rope dropper. I am a sleeper inner. Um, and I like to have maybe two or three things I really want to do in a park um, so that I'm not too disappointed if the lines are really long or a ride goes down or anything like that. Do you like to close out the park? I love to do that. I'm not a big fireworks person, um, so that's when we get on all the rides. Yeah. There we go. Dis- Disney parks at night are beautiful. Yes. I'd I'd much rather be in a dark Disney park than smelling that fresh morning dew or whatever. <laughs> the lights do add extra atmosphere. Oh, I gotta yeah. give you that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of the Hub Crawl. We would like to thank our guests, Brandy. Thank you. And of course, James. Hey, glad to be back. Looking forward to the third round sometime in the future. Well, everybody, join us next time where we continue to talk all things Disney. 
or join us on our bonus episode where we we go through our extra question. Bon- I don't our know how to extended episode. Extended. There we go. I like that. Uh, over on Hubcrawl slash support, you get a little bit extra. Well, thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>